Okay. Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Chrissy G and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, November 15th, and we are reading from the big book forward to the second edition, page XIX, third paragraph, starting with, while the internal difficulties through two paragraphs ending with, further on in this book, comments on both. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Isabel F., 12 Traditions, Athena B., Big Book readers are Carrie S., Dion R., and Mo H. The share ID number for Tuesday, November 14, 10 a.m. is 10,669. That's 10669. And for Wednesday, November 15, 7 a.m., 10,671. That's 10671. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations, always not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or, le- or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Isabel F. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. My name is Isabel F. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we have harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, Thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of His steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice this principle in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me uh, be of service today. Thank you, Isabel. I will now ask Athena B. to read the Twelve Traditions. 
Good morning. This is Athena B. from Northern California, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. These are the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me be a service. Thank you, Athena. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that you, your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again in order to have a quiet meeting. Everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book, page XIX, through two paragraphs, starting with further on in this book, and ending with, um, further on in this book, starting with, while well, the internal difficulties, through two paragraphs, ending with further on in this book. And I will ask my first reader, Carrie S., to read for us. Good morning, Chrissy. Thank you for your service and allowing me to do this service. This is Carrie S. Recovered in Colorado. 
While the internal difficulties of our adolescent period were being ironed out, public acceptance of AA grew by leaps and bounds. For this, there were two principal reasons, the large number of recoveries and reunited homes. These made their impressions everywhere of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried. 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses. And among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. Other thousands came to a few AA meetings and at first decided they didn't want the program, but great numbers of these, about two out of three, began to return as time passed. Another reason for the wide acceptance of AA was administration of friends, friends in medicine, religion, and the press, together with innumerable others who became our able and persistent advocates. Without such support, AA could have made only the slowest progress. Some of the recommendations of AA's early medical and religious friends will be found further on in this book. Start my timer. Um, so grateful to be able to share this morning as um, service helps me stay in recovery. Um, and so what jumped out, other thousands came to a few AA meetings and at first decided they didn't want the program. But great numbers of these, about two out of three, began to return as time passed. So what it was like for me at age 23, quicksand stretched out around me in all directions. And I, because of some run-ins with the law, because I was so out of control, I was required to go to some OA meetings because of my eating disorder. And I, thanks to understanding the lineage of my grand sponsor, who taught me to get connected, I realized at that time I could not connect with anybody in the room. I was rebellious and hearts were broken, sweet relationships were dead, affections had been uprooted, and I was in pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization with my food. But what happened to me was after 18 years of struggling with my food, I wanted to crack this book open because I could see the recovery in those around me. It was attractive and it helped me, I could see their recovery and I wanted what they had. And so thanks to the ripple effect here in Colorado, I grabbed on with everything like a seasoned newcomer. Every time I crack this book open, I say the set-aside prayer, and I say, God, help me to see this book anew so that I can learn and understand it. And so this idea that it's, it's up to me to get out there, it's, it's, you know, what am I doing or what am I not doing to share the program is what this reading is telling me. And so what it's like now for me is I ask myself, what can I do for weaker face-to-face -face meetings? You know, can I get in the group conscience and can I ask, do we, you know, if we're only looking at the big book once a month, can't we crack it open twice a month? Let's take a group conscience. Let's talk about it. Also, I've made up uh, phone bridge cards with uh, Vision for You phone numbers on them, and I make sure to get that card in the hand of a newcomer. And I also make sure that newcomer has purchased a big book. Uh, 
And that way I can spread the message and thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous because more and more I became interested in seeing what I could contribute to life and thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. With that, I pass. Thank you so much, Carrie S. And we will now begin the sharing on the portion in the big book that we read today. And that was page XIX, third paragraph. Who will like to share? start the sharing? I would. My name is Marcy from San Rafael, California. Your last initial? D. Marcy D. Who else? Gina R. Gina R. Ginger C. Ginger C. Reggio. Reggio. Donna W. Donna W. Okay, why don't we start then with Marcy D, followed by Gina R. Hi, thank you. Um, I'm fairly new to vision, and I just want to thank you for existing. It means the world to me. Um, The part where they say that uh, 50% of the alcoholics who came got sober at once and um, and remained that way. I think and remain that way is is the thing that is wonderful for me to read. And that 25% sobered up after some relapses. And the remainder who stayed on with AA showed improvement. I mean, that is so welcoming. What it says is we don't expect you to be perfect. That it is progress, not perfection. And that just, I mean, I'm coming off of a really terrible relapse, so I'm very grateful that I was able to keep on coming to meetings. And keep on coming to meetings, I began to show improvement. And it was in that state that I was told about a vision for you, and I started to listen to the meetings. So thank you, thank you, everyone, and I pass. Thank you so much, Marcy D. And we'll now have Gina R., followed by Ginger C. Good morning, Chrissy. Thank you so much. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. Um, I'm focusing on the very first sentence of that Uh, the first paragraph, while the internal difficulties of our adolescent period were being ironed out, public acceptance of AA grew by leaps and bounds. What I love about this book is it's not afraid to talk about reality. And just as they were recognizing and dealing with the, the growth, the growth pains, of their adolescent period, um, the the organization was continuing to have improvement in other areas. And so in my Mm. addict mind, in my alcoholic mind, in my food-obsessed mind, it's all or nothing. 
But when I apply step two, came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity, I can actually hold more than one reality. And the, the different realities here are they had a bunch of problems. They were, they were dealing with the difficulties. But then on this other side, they were growing. They were being recognized as um, a miraculous solution for people. So when I dial that back down to myself and, and look at, all right, how am I behaving in my adolescent period in this program? And I still feel some days like I am in my adolescent period, you know, where I, I want to stop my feet and flip my finger to you guys and say, screw it, I don't want to do it. But then I see what the reality is in other parts of my life where this is working, you know, when I suit up and then I I either have to shut up or speak up depending on how my God is directing me at the time, um, I can be an effective part of this program. So I am grateful that I am in these percentages. Um, I am really trying right now and I I do believe I'm in a recovered state of mind and body. I don't feel hopeless when I wake up. When I go to bed, I'm excited about excited about what the next day is going to bring, and I am enjoying enjoying working with others instead of seeing other people as a nuisance in my life. So I'm very grateful to be on the lines today. I especially want to welcome the newcomer who um, has decided that they're done. They're done with trying to figure things out and they are ready for um, someone to be able to help direct them and for them to get connected to their higher power. You are in the right place. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Gina R. And we'll now have Ginger C followed by Reggie O. Hi, good morning, moderator, and thank you so much for your service. Ginger C recovered in Colorado. And um, and I love these paragraphs, and I just want to back up, you know, even before we see numbers rise and a program grow, you know, before these people got in and found these clear-cut directions and did the work, they were out and doing research. And I think it's the most important piece to anyone fighting addiction. You know, um, if you're new and on the lines and still struggling and you're not convinced, you know, step one is vital. It's your foundation. It's where everything begins. And um, I had to be convinced, you know, I was doing research and that's when I took step one is when I was outside and eating and binging my brains out. So when I came and I was, God's grace actually came through me. That's how this whole thing begins too. It's nothing to do with me. It's about a higher power. But when that happened, I didn't have to work on step one. I didn't have to write a history. I didn't have to look at what the food had done to me. It convinced me completely. It scared the crap out of me. Sugar. And it blew me away. I couldn't believe the power of food. And I was more afraid of sugar than drugs and alcohol. And this is 24 years sober in AA. So again, this all begins by those beautiful bites that you're taking because if you aren't convinced and you're coming in and having to write logs and logs about what food's done to you to try to convince you, you're not ready. The food should have done that while you were out there and while you were eating. 
And it's hard to let you go and let you go back to those bites, but if that's what it takes for you to concede to your innermost self, go eat. Because you will never get it until that point is there. And then the miracles happen. You are convinced. The food has kicked you to the curb. And then you're so graced and you're so fortunate because you know about the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This book that saves lives and has all your directions and how to live life a day at a time and go through anything because you rely and you trust in a higher power in a way that you were never able to before. So I just, I'm just blown away by what we always read. And thank God for vision for you because it keeps us strong and it keeps us on the firing line. It's God working through me, but your excitement, your recovery, it's attractive. I want what you got and I am willing to come back for it. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. And we'll have Reggie O up next, followed by Donna W. Hey, good morning. Uh, good morning, everybody. <clears throat> this is Reggie O, gratefully recovered in the Los Angeles area. And uh, great to hear everybody share so far this morning. Appreciate all the service on the line, too. And um, this, uh, you know, I, I was struck by uh, public the public acceptance of um, AA grew by leaps and bounds for two principal reasons. Um, the large numbers of recoveries and re- reunited homes. And then the... Um, and then the the advocates, the outside the advocates outside of the program, uh, such as medicine and religion and the press and everything, advocates who took the message and carried it out, and actually, really, it that started leaping and forward greatly for men. But it all began, you know, it it all starts the the reunited homes and the advocating of people outside of the program for the program for their work is begins with the recoveries you know it begins with the evidence it begins with seeing people you know um, it begins with seeing people like we hear every morning uh, on this line people who are recovered and who meaning that the compulsion has been lifted and there is something very very different in the voice and the in the demeanor of someone for whom the recovery has been for whom the uh, obsession has been lifted than for someone who is just you know doing everything they can to to hold it at bay uh, there's there's a peacefulness there's a calmness there's a, a, a self-assuredness rather a god assuredness i suppose that is that grows when someone has that it's that that you know it's that that we take into our homes it's that that we take into everywhere you know and reunite families and friendships and so many things and it's that that the people we share with you know they've the heard people talk about bringing this to their doctors and bringing this to their therapists and you know when when the doctors and the therapists or in the press or whomever it is outside of the program see and experience that person these people you know we as we go out about our lives that's really huge you know so it's it's really no you know in some respects it's no surprise and you know and the recovery you know the recovery the being recovered having it all lifted actually you know it's it's the book it's the following the precise instructions and it is living a god-centered life and a life uh, and that means that we are also other centered and I that's one, you know, remarkable thing that I'm noticing in myself and just never knew how good it would feel, you know, never thought I and often thought I Oh, thank you so much. Well I can stop there and uh thanks for the reminder. Thank you so much, Reggie. And we have Donna Donna W up next. Thank you so much. 
Uh, Donna W. from Palo Alto, California, checking in today. So gratefully recovered for today and uh, powerless over food. And, um, and yeah, I'm curious about what those, you know, how they tracked those numbers of the 50% and the 25%. And I'm curious how OA tracks those numbers because I, I don't, I know I'm not like registered anywhere and reporting my recovery. So I'd be very curious to know how, um, you know, how those numbers are today um, and, uh, and how, you know, how that's measured. Um, I'm really grateful for the idea from the um, the first speaker this morning. My home meeting is just feeling pretty weak right now, and I'm going to suggest that we uh, do some big book studies. So I'm excited about that. So rather than saying, oh, that meeting doesn't work for me anymore, I can say, hey, let's do a big book study. I did that with another meeting, and I love that meeting now. So I'm grateful for that idea. Just so grateful to be, uh, remember, I'm not alone. I'm one amongst many. I'm recovering from a surgery, so um, I'm grateful that I can walk and uh, call into vision in the morning. So I lean into program and um, and my higher power. I'm really doing my best to um, to trust that I have a higher power that I can rely on and who can do for me what I can't do for myself. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Donna W. And we'll now open it up to more sharing. We read in the big book forward to the second edition, page XIX, third paragraph, starting with while the internal difficulties through both paragraphs ending in further on in this book. And who would like to share? Mo H. Stacy King. Mo Elizabeth. H. Hi, this is Gail. Elizabeth D. Gail. Ashley P. Gary K B. Gail. Ashley P. Did you get Elizabeth? Ashley. Okay. I have I have Mo H. I have Elizabeth. I don't I didn't get the last part of Elizabeth. D. Dog. <laughs> D is a dog. Ashley. I didn't get the last part of Ashley. Ashley P. P is in Paul. And then yeah. KB. Who who's KB? Carrie. K- Carrie. Carrie. Okay, Carrie. 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 Sherry. <laughs> I always get your name wrong. I'm so sorry. Okay. Sherry KB. So we have Mo H, Elizabeth D, Ashley P, followed by Sherry KB. Anyone else that I missed? Kathy G. Somebody G. KLD. Kathy G. Kathy G. Tom F. Thank you. And Kathy G. I have Mo H. Elizabeth D. Ashley P. Sherry K B. Kathy G. And Tom. What was the last initial? F. F. Okay. We'll we'll go with that. So we'll start with Mo H. And followed by Elizabeth D. Good morning, Christy G. Thank you for your service. And my name is Mo H., Recovered Compulsive uh, Overeater in Northern California. Well, I've heard some great shares this morning, and um, I, I focused in, I'm zeroing in on an adult, our adolescent period and, and reflected on it uh, as to being my adolescent period in Overeaters Anonymous. It began in the 1960s. I was in high school then. I didn't find it until the 1980s. 
and I believe I was an infant in it for many, many years, and uh, became an adolescent at one point, and, you know, I slowly through vision for you process and studying the big book, I am maturing, I'm growing, growing, growing up slowly. Um, so it's been a long, long journey for me. Uh, my first meeting, I was handed, I was, I bought a big book and a 12 and 12, but I never cracked it open. And I, I, I would ask people at meetings, well, how do you work the steps? You know, I kept hearing the steps. How do you work the steps? And I don't remember getting clear, clear answers. You know, I had the 12 and 12, and now, now we had the OA 12 and 12, and I would read that, and there's questions in there. I would answer those, but I really didn't understand them. And um, so until about two years ago, I called a person up and she was studying this big book and she was on this vision line and introduced me to it. And she took me to through the 12 steps as it is written in the book. And I, I learned how to, or I hope you're timing me, Chrissy. I forgot to start my timer. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and she taught me how to work the steps. And now I, I stay in step 10, 11, and 12. And that's how I work my program and so grateful for the excitement around this big book. In fact, in our area, two meetings have started uh, that are total just big book study meetings. And one of them has between 20 and 25 people in it every Tuesday night. And the other one is coming along with four and five people. It's in an outer area. Um, and the other thing I wanted to focus on in, in, uh, of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober. And I don't think I really tried. And so I just want to carry the message. My, my purpose now, my sole purpose is to carry the message. When I'm in the rooms, when I'm out of the rooms, I carry vision cards around with me and I pass them out. And that just all helps with my own recovery. And thank you all for your service. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Mo H. We have Elizabeth D. up next, followed by Ashley P. Star one to unmute, Elizabeth. Okay, could we have Ashley P, and we'll come back to Elizabeth. Ashley P, you're up next. Hi, this is Ashley P, recovered in Northern California. Can I be heard? Okay, who's this? Yes, who's this? Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is Ashley P. Okay, go ahead, Ashley. Hi. Um, and are you timing me? I, I, oh, I just did don't you have say... my timer on. Yes, yeah, sure, I could tell you. Go okay. right ahead. Thank you. Um, yeah, so first of all, I just um, want to thank everybody for their service and just hi- say how grateful I am to to be on the line. Um, this line is always here. It's interesting. When I first called in, my Verizon said that something – I must have dialed wrong, but um, the uh, Verizon said, oh, the number you called is not – and I thought, oh, no, 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 <laughs> that's not Okay. 
Um, so I'm, I'm just really, really grateful um, for this meeting always being here. Um, and when I read these paragraphs, I, I just, I hear my story. Um, and so the first sentence that I wanted to focus on was the sentence that says, um, 50% of those who really tried um, in the beginning uh, got sober at once and remained that way. Um, I was not part of that 50%. I did not really try in the beginning. I was absolutely in these rooms. I had commitments. I had a sponsor. Um, and I was vaguely working the steps. But I wasn't really, really trying. And I knew that. And um, I wasn't really ready to give up the disorder. Um, so I kind of tried. And um, I relapsed. And I left the rooms. Um, and then within six months of coming back into the rooms, uh, I found um, my sponsor, who has been an absolute gift from God, um, and and I found these vision meetings because these are the meetings that she listens to. So um, it was like the the minute, and I and I really had the willingness and honesty to really try. I was really, really, really desperate, and um, I'm, I'm gifted with desperation today um, still which is a miracle and, and a gift from God. Um, but it was like the minute that I actually wanted to do the work, the work appeared and it made sense. And, um, and that's, that's my experience. Um, so the other thing I want to say is that I, I definitely have a tendency to, in my face-to-face meetings, um, judge those who aren't working the steps but are going to meetings or, or aren't really, really doing the work. And, and the truth is that that is my story, too, and that I, I see that as long as I stayed in the rooms, that willingness had a chance to come. So I just want to say, uh, even if you don't have the willingness today, keep listening to these meetings um, and, and pray for the willingness um, because the, the miracle of listening is that it, it does come. Um, and I think that was my gentle reminder. Yes. Okay. Um, Thank you so again. Thanks. And I pass. We're looking for Elizabeth D. If she's back on the line. Yes. I'm sorry. I could not Great, get my... Elizabeth. No worries. Oh, yes. Please share. Okay. Elizabeth Dowdy, Elizabeth D. in Cincinnati, Ohio, recovered um, compulsive overeater. So um, there's cer- certain things in the book that just absolutely I held on to when I first read them um, because they, I really saw the promise that the book was telling me about the miracles I could get versus anything I was witnessing in the rooms. Sometimes I saw really good recovery in the rooms. But I was, my sponsor, my first sponsor took me through this, the forewords and the prefaces and pointed out so many things and how in the preface and the forewords, we see a, total, a summary, the totality of the program, unity, service, and recovery talked about and discussed. And what I love about this paragraph is um, public acceptance grew by leaps and bounds. For this, there were two principal reasons large numbers of recoveries and reunited homes that told me that I needed that my life had to reflect far more than just getting abstinent far more than losing weight far more than living soberly Um, that my whole life had to 
reflect this transformation. And in the doctor's opinion, he talks, the doctor refers to Hank, the story of Hank Parker and how he treated him a year earlier and couldn't even recognize him when he came back to visit one year later. And that always spoke to me about how I could kind of measure or, or assess my life, my program, my, my um, progress. And, um, and, and it always tells me when I'm having trouble, when I'm, when I'm, you know, when I feel like I'm, you know, getting sloppy with, you know, my attitude or my selfishness or whatever, it always, it always comes back to that. How am I, how am I a witness for what God has done in my life? And, um, I just love that. It's not just alcoholics staying sober or compulsive eaters not eating. It's what is their home life about? How, what's my marriage look like? What are my relationships look like? And that was a huge, huge promise to me because that was really ultimately the thing that caused me the most pain. Oh, I was unhappy with being heavy and I was unhappy with, um, you know, that I couldn't manage this by myself. There were a lot of things I was unhappy with, but the bottom line was all of those troubles and difficulties I was having, you know, the list of things on uh, page 52, the bedevilments, um, having trouble in personal relationships, couldn't make a living. Um, all those things were the evidence of my, um, my, my, my sickened spirit. And as a result of working the program, as it, it, you know, if we drop down to the third last line, it says the program. It doesn't say a program. They didn't want the program. There's only one program. And the program is not meetings and phone calls and all of that. It's the directions in this book. And once I did that, Just I began like to it. have the power to, to, to have this um, wonderful life. And my home was reunited and everything improved. And, and I'm grateful, so grateful. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Elizabeth D. And we have Shari KB followed by Kathy G coming up next. Good morning, Chrissy. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, a grateful recovered compulsive reader. Thank you for your service, um, Chrissy, and everybody on the line, and welcome to all newcomers. And, you know, I can relate this to so many things. I can relate it to my own um, journey in OA um, about growing in leaps and bounds, but coming in very adolescent and um, wanting, letting myself will run the Sherry Show when I was trying to do this work and not turning to my higher power. Um, but once I really got into wanting to do the work, how it changed me and how I did recover and how, um, you know, reunited a lot of areas of my life is, um, which I'm very grateful for. And I can also relate to the, the people who left and came back. I was one of those. Um because it says, you know, you might leave the room due to your either self-will or the God word, but the food will drive you right back in. And because uh, that's what happened to me. I thought I could figure this all out by myself. Thank you very much. And I treated it like a, a, a diet club with group support is what I did. That's how I treated OA for years. Um, and I definitely was not working the steps, and that's why I never got recovered. Um I love that they are honest about the humanness of what they went through to grow because that just reminds me that, you know, I will continue to grow and I'm, I'm going to continue to have all the things that happened to me in life. The difference is, is I have a toolbox today um, 
a toolkit, a spiritual toolkit that shows me how to deal with my life and, of course, with my higher power's help. Um, what is sad is the percentage of OA that is um, the success rate, just like I've heard that um, AA is starting to have um, smaller numbers today, um, that, you know, our uh, OA rooms have 2 or 3% success rate. But you know what I love is that we are building uh, a network here of people to get recovered so we can carry these to the rooms of OA, to our face-to-face meetings and um, through our higher powers help and help people get back, you know, out of the water into the boat, um, you know, because there's sharks in the water. There's that disease, and we've got to help get that percentage back up, and I know that's my my hope um, is to do that, and I'm just really grateful for vision for you that is part of OA, not apart from OA, because we are OA, um, and I've, I've dabbled in so many other uh, food 12-step programs, I can't tell you. But this is where I found the answer, and really, honestly, the answer is in the steps. You can be in any food program and do the work in the big book and in the steps and get recovered. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sherry KB. We have Kathy G. followed by Tom S. up next. Thank you so much, and good morning, everyone. So grateful to be here today. It's Kathy G. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater in Illinois. And I wanted to jump on this morning because I just needed to tell you people how much I love you and how grateful I am for you. Because, I mean, I know that those of us who are getting it understand what I'm talking about, but it's a little ridiculous for me sometimes. It's like, I kind of had this vision this morning, like, as far as I'm concerned, we could all be sitting around a fire in a beautiful uh, ski lodge in Colorado is how warm my heart feels and how joyful and hopeful I feel when I listen to all of you. So thank you so much for all that you teach me every day. Um, I really wanted to get on because this uh, two words just really jumped out at me and it was really tried. Um, I think the difference, um, the reason that I am recovering like I am now is because I'm really trying and that's a gift. That's just a gift. I think, um, you know, I've heard Harlan talk about the gift of finally getting the gift of desperation. I think I just finally got the gift of desperation. And I pray that now for people that I talk to, that God would just send them the gift of desperation, because I cannot even take credit for trying, because I feel like God is giving me the grace to be able to one day at a time do what my sponsor is requesting that I do, which I didn't seem to have too much of before. So I just cannot believe the consistency that is coming into my life. I mean, I am not a consistent person and I have been consistently doing everything I'm doing for over four months now. And even my husband said last night, he's like, wow, this is really this is really something. This is the longest that you have gone. And he sees the difference in me and he sees more emotional stability in me. And, you know, so do my other family members. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, and my extended family, even, I just feel the difference in all my relationships. And 
I even asked someone in uh, the program that I met at the convention to be an accountability partner for me with paperwork. And we committed to 15 minutes a day of dealing with the paperwork that we absolutely hate. So I just got a bag and just have to put them all in the room, put it on the table, and I'll be doing that today. And um, I'm just so grateful because no other program that I was ever in or anything else ever gave me the recovery rates that they're talking about in these paragraphs. So, uh, again, love you all, and thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for your service. Bye-bye. Bye, Kath. Hi, this is Tom. I'm a compulsive overeater from Southern California. We can't hear you, Timothy. Go ahead, Tom. Can you hear me now? Yes, go ahead. This is Tom from Southern California. Hi, Tom. I I wanted to share at this meeting I've been listening for the past few days. Um, I actually am having trouble with with this passage. It sounds all like marketing. Um, but but the fact is the reason it grew early is because it was working. The reason it um, blossomed is because not only were people getting sober and telling their drinking buddies that they could get sober, but the families were being reconstituted and wives were telling their bridge uh, ladies that um, it was working. So that's the good part. Um, And I'm not going to bash the big book, but um, nobody can be a good judge of of who's trying and who's not trying. And um, and I'm wary of the statistics. Um, The fact that it um, the the readings we read the past couple days about Rockefeller and the Saturday Evening Post um, got it to grow. They got it to be well known, and they got it to grow, and it started working. And what benefits us as overeaters is that the program still works. Um, I think somebody before me shared, boy, if we had a 50% success rate, we'd be huge. Our meetings would be huge. And, um, yeah, sadly, OA and most even AA's programs aren't aren't that good anymore. But. The people on this line, me, you, it's working for us, and um, and that's why it exists, and then we're grateful for it. And I'm grateful because, um, you know, I've got a good life. I've got a good body. My body can do everything my higher power asks of it, and, and I owe it to this program and those guys, even if they're uh, good marketers. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Tom F. We have Gail D. up next. Gail, if you're available, press star one to unmute. Hi, this is Gail D. from Northern California. And I'm really grateful for this meeting and for reading this because really it tells me, it says those who really tried. And I was, you know, I've been in a way in many years ago, and I think this time when it's a 
it's a different story because I'm really working the steps and um, I'm listening to other people. And, you know, when you hear stories from other people about how they recovered from or are recovering from compulsive overeating, it gives me hope that one day at a time, if I follow the directions and I follow the directions from my sponsor, from program, and not my own internal conversation, um, that I can <clears throat> be recovered one day at a time. Um, and that's what I say to myself. It's, it's only one day at a time, and that's why I love this program. You don't have to do it forever. Um, you have to do it for today. Um, and um, and so many other things that I've tried, I used to like, visualize. In two months, I'm going to be 20 pounds thinner. In three months, I'm going to be my goal weight. And it's like this this program brings me back to reality. It's just today, follow the directions. Do, do do the steps, you know, eat properly, go to meetings, listen to what people say, write, and um, things will happen. And so I'm really grateful for, these, for, the, for the people that came before me and the people that are still here and the AA for sure. Thank you. And that I'll pass. Thank you, Gail D. And we have just about a one-and-a-half-minute share if there's someone who would like to Close out the meeting with a final share. John K. Okay, go right ahead, John. John. Okay, I'll I will make it quick because I know uh, we're out of time. You know, one of the things when we talk about these statistics is, you know, these numbers don't have to do with just people coming into program. It has to do with people who don't stay around, and that's why I, I'm a huge believer. I spend a lot of time talking about relapse because we need to staunch the bleeding and part of that is for us to reach out to people we know that we've been seeing and all of a sudden they're they're not doing well or we're not seeing them at as very many meetings and to to help keep them around because there's a window there's a window from when a person starts slipping and sliding in a way because a lot of times they get it in the beginning and there's that window between when that happens and then they give up and say, you know what, I guess OA doesn't work. And obviously we're here, and as was said just a few minutes ago, the, these, this program works if you work it. And vision is a perfect example. And that's why whenever I see anybody who's having trouble in slipping and sliding, I push them toward vision for you. And I tell them, I said, at least, at least every couple of days on one meeting or the other, I will hear somebody say, I was banging around OA for five years until I found vision and then it made a difference. And so anyway, I just want to say there's two parts to making this a robust program and bringing those numbers up. One is to bring people in, which they have plenty of public information. So, but the second is to keep them in and to pred, you know, spread the message that it works through the big book. And with that, I pass. Thank you, John Kay. And that brings us to the close of our meeting. Can we now have Mo H please read page 164? Yes, this is Mo H., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Northern California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house, your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass. 
for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.